0: And perseverance you'll discover that whether you think you're ready or not you are because you've been equipped even if you don't know it as you waited upon the Lord as you've been turning your thoughts to him morning and evening as you've been giving yourself to the Word of God even if it's just a little bit this is what the fragrance of Christ looks like I'll tell you a couple of quick stories from Glory City, Atlanta. One lady who had lymphoma all through her body, it had gone into the bones and, and tumors everywhere. He'd just gone up to the hospital to pray for her, just to release the healing power of God. And the next week they did the scans and discovered zero trace of cancer left. <laughs> Hallelujah. There's another lady, one of the ladies that does prophetic art in their church and um, she, had a, she had cervical cancer and they, a tumour and they prayed for her and that night she went home and passed the tumour, went to the doctor and they discovered, yep, it's all gone, hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah and you know before and after reports and then we were at um the glory city atlanta we had our glory city network encounters conference who was there at the encounters conference but tony prayed uh for a gentleman who'd come and he had two months left to live he had a like a five pound tumor in his bladder cancer all through his body you guys remember when he called him up to pray for him and he felt this tumor disappear he felt the tumor go he could it was gone and all the strength he was back to his strength he was able to walk around he could feel the strength but then that night they'd come back and um he was in a he was in a lot of trouble because he had all these tubes and um they got blocked and he couldn't get them cleared. And so they had to call the paramedics and it looked like, well, this is not so great. He's just said that he's healed and now all the tubes are all blocked up and this looks really bad and you have gotta call the paramedics to a miracle meeting. It doesn't look really very awesome. Anyway, Tony was like, ah, something's going on here. That tumour's gotta go somewhere. And he reckons, I reckon, that, I reckon that tumor's dissolved and it's just blocking up all those tubes. This is this is Tony's theory. I'm like, oh, you yeah, we'll, we'll just get him to the paramed- paramedics and let's do what we need to do. And um, the following week, he went back. He went to his doctor, travelled back up. I think he's from New Jersey or somewhere up there. Where was he from? Maryland. And um, the doctor has said, um, your tumor has dissolved, and it was being expelled through the tubes, and that's why they got all blocked. I've never heard a story like that before. That's pretty cool. So anyway, they're waiting for the final um, scans for, that, for him because he had cancer everywhere, but I just think that's cool. Yay, Jesus, hallelujah. I, I was flying in today and uh, it's a long journey coming back from uh, Pennsylvania. And as I, as I was flying, I, I look forward to putting my headphones on and putting some worship on and just being quiet with the Lord. And as, as I was doing that, I was thinking about what am I looking forward to when I get home. I was like, oh, I'm looking forward to my family, my, my baby grandson. I'm looking forward to my children and I'm looking forward to my church. Oh, I'm so excited to come to church. But then I thought probably the thing that I'm looking forward to the most is getting because we've been out of our house since April renovating and I was looking I'm looking forward to getting on the carpet in the sun in the morning in my bedroom and spending time with Jesus. And as I thought that's my happiest thought actually because we've been in hotel rooms or um but we've been staying with Bryce and Jess since uh, since April and you know, small close quarters. And just to actually have the space to close the door and be unhurried with the Lord. And, you know, the truth is that is the reason I think I was most looking forward to that is because I understand that is where I renew my strength. That is where I find my joy. I want to share with you today a scripture that maybe many of you know. It's in Isaiah chapter 40. If you've got your Bibles, you can turn there. We're going to start in verse 29. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and not faint. Hallelujah. You know, I've known that memory verse since I was a child. Most of us could probably quote this verse. Hallelujah. But you know, as we think about this, the reality is he says that we can lean into him and receive supernatural power even when we don't feel like we've got any strength. He increases strength. when He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll mount up on wings like eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and not faint. I was flying um, into Harrisburg last week uh, from Dallas. And I looked out of the window and it was uh, sunset. And there were clouds. And I got to see something I've always wanted to see my whole life. Well, I've wanted to see for the last year and a half because I saw a photograph in the National Geographic of a full-circle rainbow. I didn't even know you could have full-circle rainbows, but apparently rainbows are not arcs, but we only see them as arcs because of the horizon, but if you get up high enough, and you, the light is just right and you're at the right altitude and there's the, you know, there's the right clouds. It's a rare thing to see but sometimes you can see the full circle. Pilots sometimes see it and I happen to see one. They are, it, it, it was, I was so excited because when I'd seen this photograph, I'd, I'd gone to sleep a, a few da- nights later, and I was worrying about something. I was, my mind was going. Anybody's mind sometimes go a little bit when nighttime, when you want to sleep. Yeah, you and me, we understand each other, right? And uh, I was worrying about something, and as I closed my eyes, I remembered this picture of the rainbow, this full circle rainbow. And I felt the Lord say, I have you surrounded. Uh, Rainbows to me speak of the promise of God. And he says, my promises are surrounding you. I've got you completely covered. So after I saw this flying in, I went home, uh, went back to the hotel and that night, I just looked up all the scriptures about being surrounded. He surrounds us with mercy. He surrounds us with his protection. He encamps around about us. Uh, the angel of the Lord encamps around us. He surrounds us with his favor as with a shield. It's all in my notebook in L.A. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But it's, <laughs> it's a beautiful thing to study. This view the promises of God are surrounding us. But I thought it was interesting. These rainbows, full circle ones, can only be seen from altitude. You know, he tells us that that we will mount up on wings like eagles. That's we'll see from a different perspective. That as we wait on the Lord, instead of being overwhelmed, we become so encouraged. It was prophesied tonight, the song was being sung about uh, the victor. God is our the, the conquering king, the triumphant conquering king, and all of his promises are yes and amen. When we uh, wait upon the Lord, we get lifted up to be reminded of the reality. That's right. God's got me covered, God's got us covered, all of his promises are yes and amen. And though we may know it with our heads, it's only for me when I wait upon the Lord that I actually ah, come into that place of genuine peace that flows from the faith of looking and remembering who he is and what he says Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3, got your Bibles, if you're on your phone, don't follow the notifications. Isaiah 26, verse 3, you will keep him in perfect peace, say perfect peace, perfect peace. (sighs) That's not just a little bit of peace, what does perfect peace feel like? What is it like to be friends with somebody that lives in perfect peace? What's their conversation like? What's their presence like? That's somebody you want to be with. That's my husband, hallelujah. Perfect peace. He shall keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. In other words, when we make the, the um, conscious, deliberate intention and um, we make room in our lives to wait on the Lord, we're, what we're doing is we're fixing our minds on him. This is the place where our strength is renewed. You know, every day there are things to deal with. There is life, there is issues, there are problems, there is work, there is just stuff all the time. It's it's called life. Hallelujah. But, you know, if we don't wait upon the Lord, you can very easily find yourself in a place where you feel a bit overwhelmed by it all. Maybe you and I could relate to that. Where where it's like, oh, it's all too much. Well, that's because you're lacking strength. There is grace for that day, but if you don't go and access it, you're going to find yourself running on empty. You see, He has given us everything pertaining to life and God and godliness. As we look in Second Peter chapter one, you know this very well. Hallelujah. Second Peter chapter one talks about how we've been given every good and perfect gift. We've been given all these precious promises. Hallelujah. Um, and the heart of the Father is that we would live in this place of, of the promises of God. Verse 2, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. As at His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust. We've been given all these wonderful promises. All the promises are yes and amen. Hallelujah. And then he goes on in verse 5 and says, but also for this very reason, because you've been given all of this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, do you know what virtue means? If you, if you look it up, it's interesting. If you look it up in the Greek, it, it actually, the primary definition is actually manliness. I like that. It's like this idea of integrity of I'll do what's right because I, I have the virtue of God. It's a courageous To fight for the right without question or pause. To be willing to march into hell for a heavenly cause. It's that manliness, virtue. Sometimes we think of virtue just as relating to the Proverbs 31 woman. But but in the Greek there, virtue is talking of this integrity. He says, add it to your life. You've been given everything pertaining to life and godliness, but go after this. You can have this. Hallelujah. You can have virtue, knowledge, self control, to self control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if these things are yours and abound, you'll be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. I love to preach this passage as we go on, and uh, he wants us to remember the reality that we have been given all of this, yet we are being told with all diligence, grab a hold of these things. Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. There is strength for every day available, but you need to go and get it. You know, these phones work so long as you plug them in at night time. If you don't plug them in, after a while, they stop working. It's not that they're... Broken. It's just they need to be recharged. We need every day to be recharged in the presence of God. Otherwise, we're going to run out of power. We're going to run out of strength. But I've been given everything, sister. It's all finished. Yes, it is. But you have to every day apply self-control and perseverance and diligence. It means you don't just get to sit back and say, well, yeah, everything's going to be all right, just because, you know, you know, it's beautiful to live in a place of faith, but faith is not passive. Faith is getting up, and without works, it's dead. And faith says, I believe he's given me all of this. I believe there is strength and grace and, and power for today for what I need to do. So I'm going to go and I'm going to wait upon the Lord. I'm going to receive that. As I spend time with the Lord today, I'm going to receive his strength. You know, as I get up in the morning, making time to come before the Lord and say, Father, I thank you. Thank you for Jesus. Lord, it's just my reasonable service to respond and say, Lord, here's my life as a living sacrifice. God, thank you. I acknowledge you are my God. You are Lord. And Lord, you are the one who takes care of us. Lord, I thank you. And I bring before him all my family and people and stuff. And I put it before Him and I ask for His help, believing I'm going to get it. Hallelujah. And I get His help. And as I open up the Word of God, I believe He's going to speak to me. He's going to encourage me. He's going to strengthen me. He's going to nourish me. He's going to equip me. He's going to teach me. And then as I step into the day, I'm I'm strengthened. Throughout the day, I can acknowledge Him. I can look to Him. Hallelujah. I can remember that I'm in Him. Uh, Martin Luther I was looking at a, uh, a little quote that he would say, and he says this, I, said Luther, have every day enough to do to pray, and when I lay me down to rest and sleep and pray the Lord's Prayer and afterwards take hold of two or three sentences out of the Bible and so take my sleep, then I am satisfied. I thought, that's, that's beautiful. There's, there's a quote that goes around about, oh, I'm, I'm so busy that I have to pray three hours today, um, and, attributed to Luther. But actually, nobody knows where that actually came from. They think Spurgeon probably made it up from that quote. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's a great idea, but it could actually make you feel a bit like, well, I've got the hype. <sighs> but, but this is actually verifiable. He would would just say, I will do it every day. Every morning I'm going to pray. Every evening I'm going to open up the Bible, even if it's just two or three sentences. Two or three sentences you can do. Taking time as you go to sleep to acknowledge him. As you wake up acknowledging you are God. You are Lord. And Father, I come before you. I like to then have some time after I've got everybody's day going and you know, I, I spend a little bit of time in the morning with him, and then after everyone's all sorted, then I go and have some a bit more luxurious time, hallelujah, where I get to wait on him and enjoy his strength, enjoy his presence. But the, the heart of the Father is that he wants to pour into you strength and power to be able to do all that you're called to do and more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I I just believe that the Father is looking for us to to begin to think again about what does it mean to be a Christian. Christian here has done some wonderful animations for our discipleship program. It's just so beautiful. I want to encourage you. We've put them on the Glory City website. You can see them there on Next Steps for New Believers. And it's just brilliant. Christian, it's just brilliant. What, what does a Christian do? How does a Christian live? It's just wonderful. But as I've been looking at those and as I've been thinking about what does it look like, I'm having the privilege of discipling my little brother who gave his heart to the Lord. Um, Greg and, and Vicky led him to the Lord in April. Hallelujah. And I've been having the opportunity just to, to disciple him and he keeps writing, oh it's so amazing what God's doing and but as I'm remembering what it's like to have to help people understand things that we take for granted, I'm realizing too that I think there's a lot of people in the body of Christ who just coast on the, on the, the comfort that, yes, I've, I've accepted Jesus as my Savior. I've been baptized and I'll go to church. But I think there's a lot of believers who don't actually pray every day. And that's because the enemy will work very hard to get you very busy. But those who wait upon the Lord, They will have the grace and the strength and the power to be able to handle whatever comes their way throughout the day. And they'll be able to do it with virtue. They'll be able to do it with a supernatural knowledge, with wisdom, with self-control, with perseverance, with godliness, with brotherly kindness and with love that we'll be able to walk in perfect peace. Instead of being reactors, we will be those that are responding out of the peace of the Father, those who are mounting up on wings like eagles, those who have the perspective of heaven. Hallelujah. You know, God's heart for every one of us is that we wouldn't be little victims on the earth just trying to make it through but that we would be a blessing. God's heart for you and I is not to try and try and please God, but to actually just be overflowing continually, ready in season and out of season, overflowing and recognizing that, that you are in Him. And as you continually give yourself through self-discipline, self-control and perseverance, You'll discover that whether you think you're ready or not, you are. Because you've been equipped, even if you don't know it, as you've waited upon the Lord, as you've been turning your thoughts to Him morning and evening, as you've been giving yourself to the Word of God, even if it's just a little bit, morning and evening, thinking about it during the day. And you'll discover that it's just part of your life. This is what the fragrance of christ looks like this is what being the aroma of christ to those who are perishing will look like we don't have to try to be superhero um super christians we just get to be christians who are no longer me who lives for christ who lives in me hallelujah not trying to perform or, or, or do something to, to please him, but living in him, thinking about him, and then recognizing that he will continue to bring opportunities that will cause your life to be fruitful. Hallelujah. <laughs> Wonderful Jesus. I, I thought about this message, and I thought, well, here's me. I'm, I'm studying all these things, And I'm preaching the same message today that I've preached since I was 14. (laughs) Spend time with Jesus. Spend time with Jesus. And you know what? If you think, well, when are you going to get to the meat of the word, sister? Well, seriously. My My heart desire for us as body of Christ, as a body of believers, as a church... If you, every one of you, just made that decision that as a follower of Christ, every day you're going to read your Bible before you go to bed, that every day you're going to pray and talk to Jesus, I've been successful as as a minister because my job is to equip the saints for the work of ministry and it doesn't matter how much you know you are not going to make it through as a fruitful overflowing life if you don't wait upon the Lord hallelujah you'll make it to heaven but you might just have a struggle and and a smelly life it's not fragrant and aromatic, but actually stinky. God wants you to abound, to be fruitful. He wants you to live in perfect peace. He wants you to live and experience that, the reality of being surrounded by him. Hallelujah. Of being able to rejoice in all situations because you know god's got this god's got me i'm in him and he's in me and it's my privilege to be a servant of the lord hallelujah praise the lord i am um, i think i shared it on one of the videos but 11 30 at night after 30 hours of flying emily and i were going from um sao paulo to brasilia and I sat down and Emily was uh, back further, we weren't sitting together and a lady was sitting in the window. And then she started calling the air hostess as everyone was getting on and talking to her in Portuguese and pointing at me and I thought, oh no, what have I done? And, um, And I was tired. And then she turned around to me with a big smile and said, was that your daughter? Are you tourists? I'm a congresswoman here in Brazil. I want to welcome you to Brazil. Do you want to bring her up? She could come and sit beside me here. Then you could sit together. and, And she began to talk to me. And before very long, on this one and a half hour flight, she'd invited me to come to Congress the next day to minister in Parliament and to pray for all the Congress people. She said, I'll send a car in the morning and and what's this thing you're doing? You're speaking somewhere? I'll come to that. And so she came. She's got three and a half million followers and, and now she's sharing all my videos to all these Portuguese speaking people and I just believe that when God gives opportunities, even if you're not feeling the emotion Motion of it because you are living in it it will overflow through you have you ever seen a parent looking at a little baby trying to make them smile i do it all the time with my little grandson that is the very picture of god making his face shine on you he's looking at you saying i love you you're beautiful And even if we're looking back at him and thinking, oh, I'm a hypocrite, I'm no good. He's looking at you saying, I love you. You're clean, you're holy because you put your faith in Jesus. Oh, angels come and look, isn't she beautiful? When you start to believe what God really thinks about you, you can enter into the security of his love that will cast out all fear and make your face shine like the one that's looking at you with love that's beyond your comprehension. In my book, Living in the Miraculous, I explain the freedom and-